Drink Federation Scotland is an industry-funded trade association representing food and drink businesses of all sizes, from Scottish family business through to global brands. We are a division of the UK Trade Association, the Food and Drink Federation. And today we're hosting this podcast on behalf of the Scotland Food and Drink Partnership to help industry to understand what modern apprenticeships actually are, who is eligible to become a modern apprentice. We also want to help you to find out how modern apprentices are delivered, the role that Skills Development Scotland and training providers have in their delivery, and ultimately make the whole process of recruiting and training a modern apprentice simple for you as an employer. To help us understand this landscape, we're going to hear from a range of partners today. We're delighted to have Jerry McBride, Strategic Relations Manager for Food and Drink from Skills Development Scotland. Hello there. We've got Alistair Smith, Chief Executive of Scottish Bakers National Food and Drink Training. Hi, Moira. And we've got Gordon Gibb, Director of Polaris Learning. Hi, Moira. So I'm going to start off with Jerry from Skills Development Scotland. Jerry, very simply, can you tell us what a modern apprenticeship actually is? So a modern apprenticeship is actually a work-based learning qualification. And the qualification's actually been designed by industry. So it's very much focused on that job role the individual is doing. And the modern apprenticeship is designed to enhance the competence of that individual and make sure they're fully efficient in their, their given role. Modern apprenticeships, I mean, we do an annual survey every year with employers to find out I mean, the benefits of modern apprenticeships, you know what I mean? And this year, I mean, 88% of employers who are participating on the modern apprenticeship programme have said they're satisfied. 83% have said they're improved productivity as a result of individuals undertaking a modern apprenticeship. So that very much aligns to the fact that they're industry qualifications, you know what I mean, and very much designed round about the job role. That's fantastic. So they really do fit what the employer is actually looking for then? Ultimately, that's our goal, Moira, to make sure that the qualification meets the needs of industry. And we're also involved in uh, reviewing those qualifications with people like Alistair and Gordon uh, every couple of years to make sure they're still meeting the needs of individuals and business. And I've heard about uh, modern apprenticeships, graduate apprenticeships and foundation apprenticeships. Where do, where do modern apprenticeships fit into the, the whole apprenticeship family? Well, that's the term we use, Moira, just in terms of the modern apprenticeship family. So we have foundation apprenticeships, which are offered to young people in their senior phase at school. We have modern apprenticeships, which are available to new entrants into a business, but also to develop existing staff. So that's where modern apprenticeships sits firmly. And we also have graduate apprenticeships as part of the, the apprenticeship family. And again, those are kind of higher level apprenticeships which are offered to new entrants or existing workers. Very much just to make sure that there's a, a sort of articulation and progression routes for individuals in the industry. So from foundation apprenticeship to modern apprenticeship to graduate apprenticeship. Brilliant. That makes a lot of sense and allows people to progress as well. So so that's great. And just um, a final question for you at the moment, Jerry. What role do Skills Development Scotland play um, in delivering the modern apprenticeship? So we contract with a, a network of uh, training providers uh, who offer these qualifications. The, the training providers um, offer like a high level of service in terms of engaging with business uh, and supporting the individual through that modern apprenticeship journey. 
Thanks very much for that. So now I'm going to turn to Alistair and Gordon. So I'm going to start with Alistair. Can you tell us a wee bit about who can be a modern apprenticeship and are there any entry criteria to becoming one? Yeah, I guess that the easy answer um, is that yeah, almost anybody can become a modern apprenticeship. I think there's perhaps a misconception that it's only for young people leaving school and moving into their first job, but, but that's not the case. And in our experience uh, in, in the work that we do with food and drink manufacturers and producers across Scotland, it, it, in fact, I would say the majority of, of apprentices that we support are actually existing employees. Really, there's a, a very strong role in, in helping to upskill the existing workforce for modern apprenticeships. In terms of the question around um, uh, access and, and the, the, the entry criteria, really the, 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 the approach that, that is taken with apprenticeships is that there should be as few barriers as possible. And so realistically, anybody can, can get onto an apprenticeship programme and get the support, because if there are additional requirements around some of the core skills, for example, around numeracy or literacy, all of that is supported within the structure of the apprenticeship itself. So really, um, it's, it's a very, very open and accessible way of developing new skills and helping to develop the workforce that you've got. Really is fantastic. Sounds like a great framework for, for as you say, for developing employees. So Gordon, how would, how would an employer get involved in offering a modern apprenticeship and what does the employer actually have to do? To, to, to help the workforce get this qualification? Well, the first step they would have, and most employers would actually contact Skills Development Scotland or their representative in, that, in their home area. They then would, they would actually give them assistance and help to find a training provider to assist them and help them. Somebody like myself who would go in and discuss the qualification, look what, look what the employees need out of a qualification and also what the companies need out of a qualification. We tend to look at the company in a whole, so therefore each individual has their own tailor-made qualification for them. Because within the framework of the modern apprenticeship within food and drink, we've got 13 different pathways. So it can be from, like Alistair said, a baker, a butcher, a confectioner, to a sweetie maker. <laughs> we can have all that. And the employers don't really need to do much all they need to do is employ and show commitment to that individual in their own training and development. And if we get that from the employer, then everything will work into the pyramid of improvement. Because we've got skills development in Scotland, the employer and the employee, and also a training provider who all together will make it work. Fantastic. So it's really straightforward for an employer then. And there's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively simple process for them. Yeah, over, over the years, we've adapted and adopted the process with Skills Development Scotland, because again, all training providers all have to have a quality action plan, which is a continuous improvement plan. So therefore, we're trying each year to improve the process to make it easier for the employee, the employer, and also the training provider, but still also meet the quality criteria that Skills Development Scotland require to use the funding. That's, that's fantastic. I think Jerry was wanting to come in there and say something. Yeah, just to say, Moira, we've also got a very useful website, which is called apprenticeship.scot. And that's where employers can go for very easily and accessible information in terms of apprenticeship frameworks. 
but also, as Gordon said, to identify appropriate learning providers who can actually deliver that apprenticeship in that area and for that business. And again, just to pick up on, on both the points that Alistair and Gordon made is, again, back to our our annual survey that we do with employers, 72% of um, employers said that improved staff retention. So again, that's very much about people, uh, individuals who are undertaking the apprenticeship, feeling valued and feeling a very important part of that business by undertaking the, the modern apprenticeship. So really good, really good statistics, you know what I mean, which I think really uh, embeds how apprenticeships play a really important role in supporting businesses in terms of their growth, but also in, the, in, their, in their business resilience as well. That's yeah. terrific, Jerry. Excellent figures. And I think Alistair was wanting to come in there as well. Yeah, it, it, I just really wanted particularly to pick up on some of the points that, that, that Gordon um, made around uh, you know the, the, the employer focus and the job focus. Um, what we do whenever we go into a business to start delivering apprenticeships for the first time, the first thing that we do with them is we sit down and we look at the job roles, we speak to the supervisors, we speak to the management team, and we pull together a programme which is absolutely tailored to the needs of that business and the individuals that are that are going to be um, on the programme. So the, 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 there's no such thing within an apprenticeship as just pulling the pulling the framework off the shelf and it's a, a and it's a Hobson's choice scenario. There's a lot of flexibility. Um, the frameworks can be 100% tailored to the situation that they're in, and I think that the, the, the really crucial part here is that the employer is in, in a partnership with the training provider. The employer is, retains control so that the progress happens at a pace that suits them and their workforce as well. So we're not pushing an artificial um, timetable onto businesses. Um, we're not trying to, 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 to force learning at a pace that perhaps um, is either too slow or too fast or for, for the individual. And that's a really, really important aspect of the apprenticeships. And, and just one other point I really want to, to pick up on kind of quite early on in our discussion. One of the things that I'm sure we've all heard um, is, is oh, well, apprenticeships, they're, they're just they're very bureaucratic. You know, they, they, they just tie up employers in red tape. This couldn't be further from the truth. Employers, as Gordon said, the important thing from an employer perspective is to give the commitment and to give the necessary time for the apprentice to work on their um, on their skills and their assessments. We deal with all as a training provider. We handle all of the, the bureaucratic demands and the administrative demands. We register the apprentices. We register the, pro the progress of the apprentices through the through the programme. So, from an employer perspective, actually. The, the, it's all benefit, but then there's none of the, 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 the there's none of the the administrative burden that inevitably has to happen because they're quality assured. But like I say, we deal with all of that, so an employer just needs to say, yeah, we will support this individual and support the program, and actually then reap the rewards of that. That's brilliant because so you take the pain barrier away from the from the employer in terms of of all the bureaucracy and the and the dealing with the that side of things. That's it. We hope so. Anyway, we certainly would like to think so. Excellent. I think Gordon was coming in with something there. Yeah, just to follow on from what Alter saying, the the whole provider employer candidate. You know, we're not just there to support the candidate. We're also there to support the employer. So therefore, if they have issues with training or or the employee on certain tasks, 
it's our job to identify that and actually give them support to meet that need. Because again, I've, I've been often and said, oh, I don't know how to do that. Can you show them how to do that? And they have to go to the employer and ask the question, do you want them to learn that? And he says, if he's asked for it, yeah, go for it. And we can go in and offer our support. Also, is exactly the same within the bakery side and the food side. We all have got technical experts to help out with any aspect of the job that they need. So we're not just training provider going in to see the one individual, we're there for the company. And most training providers are like that. So you offer more of a kind of wraparound service for, for the employers that you're working with as well? Yeah, it's, 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 we, we try and offer and we, with the quality assessment that SDS have, or Skills Development Scotland, sorry, they have, it's actually to look at the whole support mechanism that an individual has and that includes the employer. So it's the teamwork that we all have together to make it work. If I could also just come in there, Moira, I mean, you and I have worked for, for several years in terms of uh, looking at the, the image of the food and drink sector and how we make it a more attractive proposition for individuals to consider working in. Uh, again, you know what I mean, where employers are able to offer apprenticeships, that is seen as a much more attractive proposition for individuals to go and work within a business because they recognise that there's a, there's a, going to be a training plan in place, you know what I mean, that people will be invested in, in terms of how to undertake their job, and also with the potential for progression, if not within that business, but in, in the wider food and drink sector. So again, I hate to go back to statistics, you know what I mean, but again, in terms of our kind of annual service, 74% of employers actually told us that by offering more and apprenticeships, it improves the overall image of their business and individuals recognise that as being a good place to work. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jerry. I mean, from the discussions we've had in the past, it's very much a case of if, if a, for example, a young person was thinking about a career opportunity, if they know that they're going to get that training and development, that makes it far more attractive. But equally, I think, especially now, there'll be lots of people looking for retraining and moving into different careers. That will also be an attractive option for them as well. I think that uh, it, it's important to remember why businesses um, get involved in apprenticeships at a fundamental level. It, it, it's not just because they're there or because they feel they ought to. The, the businesses get involved in apprenticeships because it helps to improve their workforce and it helps to improve their, their business. And Jenny's mm -hmm. through SDS, that there's a lot of hard quantitative statistics that support that. But from our perspective, from a, from a qualitative and, and the discussions that our team of training advisors have day in and day out with employers, we, we hear firsthand about the improvements in, in processes, the improvements in quality, the improvements in staff retention, uh, the, the reduced wastage and, and, and a direct impact on bottom line performance. So apprenticeships aren't just a, a thing that is is a nice thing to do or, or and a good thing to do for your workforce it's a good thing to do for the success of your business and mm -hmm. as we all know in, in the current circumstances with businesses who are who are bruised and battered after seven or eight months of covid restrictions what a lot of them must do is look for ways to become more efficient and more productive under very challenging circumstances and apprenticeships are, are absolutely a way in which businesses can help to um, 
work their way to, to a position of recovery after all of the, the, the deprivations of the last few months. So, so, so it's not a nice to have by any means. It's, a, it's an essential business tool as much as any other investment in their business would be. That's, that's terrific. And I think any business listening to this, if it's going to affect the bottom line, it's a good thing to do for all the reasons that, that we've just discussed as well. So, so that's excellent. So, Gordon, we've talked a lot about the modern apprenticeship, but we've not actually delved down into to what it actually comprises. What qualification does a modern apprentice gain? The, the framework that's involved is you will achieve an SEQ, SEQF, sorry, SEQF level five qualification to start with. That's the level old level two qualification. But within that, you've got two mandatory units and then six optional ones. We then have got to do more training to job specific stuff so we can do health and safety or we can do hygiene but it's a, there's a vast amount of units that we can actually do within the ma program modern apprenticeship program the other part of it you will get certificate from the national skills academy for food and drink which is your modern apprenticeship certificate so you will get four or five certificates when you do your modern apprenticeship it's sure that you've met all the criteria and so on. But you also get your SVQ kind of achievement record updated. So that tells you what you've done since you left school. And for someone of my age, it can be quite interesting to see what you achieved over the years. So yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's a good point to get that. And I go, oh, did I really get that? Because most individuals that would start do the certificate presentations do all say, what's this long list of stuff at the back? I said, that's the stuff you got at school. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good thing. When I've been doing this job now for 20 years, so there's a lot, of, you know, I've seen 16-year-olds to 70-year-olds all getting certificates in their modern apprenticeship. And that is the buzz I get from delivering. As a training provider, I get, because I can be doing all walks of life at any time. And this, the look on their face, I had one time when I had a, grandson, a father and a granda all getting their certificates at the same time. So it doesn't matter who it is or where it is, we as training providers can do it. Fabulous. That's, what a lovely story. The three generations getting their certificates together. That's wonderful. And it does sound like a, a big portfolio of qualifications they get as well to support their, their, their development. So, Alistair, can modern apprenticeships already help people working in the food and drink sector or do you have to recruit a new recruit to become a modern apprentice? No, we the, listen, apprenticeships are available to, to everybody regardless of their age or stage of their career. So so perhaps historically apprenticeships were, were associated with school leavers getting a traditional trade. Um, now apprenticeships, I think as Gordon has kind of hinted there, are apprenticeships are available in, in a huge range of different occupational areas. Um, and skills areas, and they're open to to everybody, whether you're you're just entering the workforce or whether you've been in a job for for a number of years. And just again, one of the things that we we even still come come across when we do work within businesses, and and we're perhaps dealing with somebody who's who's been doing a job for maybe even you know ten years or so, quite working quite well, but when we start to work with them. Uh, and to develop the, their skills and to, to help them work towards their apprenticeship, what they suddenly develop is a broader view of their role within the wider context of the, the, the business that they're in. So they, they stop being just uniquely focused on, 
on the tasks that are their immediate responsibility, and they start to think about the, the implications of what they do um, for the process before it reaches them and, and once it leaves them. And that, I think, is, the, is, is one of the greatest things about apprenticeships, is, that, is it widens um, uh, the, the learner's horizons a great deal. And, and even for people who are quite, who might previously have thought of themselves as quite experienced, it can be a bit of an eye opener that, that, that all of a sudden they, they're, they're brimming with new ideas about how to bring some improvements to the way that they, they, they attract, um, the, the way that they pay attention to their job. So, no, listen, whether you're, you're, you're 16 or 60, um, apprenticeships are for, are for you. Uh, and I think that businesses often look at it a way as, as raising the, the, the bar across across their whole workforce and not just in targeting bringing new people in that's a very good point I think you're, you're never too old to, to learn something new as I do know that myself as well Jerry yeah if I could just come in there on, on Alistair's point because I think it's a really important point because as we're, as we're going through this a terrible pandemic uh, the food and drink sector has continually worked and ensured we had food supply having that kind of key worker status. And I think, I mean, in terms of the, the challenges um, that the businesses have faced in terms of accommodating physical distancing in the workplace, and, and that's um, huge implications for businesses in terms of how they actually structure the whole kind of process environment. But apprenticeships have played a really critical role because individuals have understand, understood their role, uh, but also understood that other parts of the whole kind of like manufacturing process. So they've been able to um, to multi-skill and to be more agile and adaptable and flexible uh, to ensure that food supply has still been maintained. And I think apprenticeships have played a, a really key role in, in supporting the business and will do so moving forward. Absolutely, Jerry couldn't agree more that the food industry has really um, done amazing things during during the the past few months to keep us all fed. Yeah, just and, and again, just just to, to emphasize that, that apprenticeships are for businesses of all sizes as well. It's not uh, it, it's not for the small, it's not for the big, it's for everybody. And we deal with some of Scotland's um, kind of smallest craft bakers, but we also work with some of some of Scotland's biggest um, food manufacturing businesses who employ hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, and and that is that again is one of the the extraordinary strengths of the flex and the flexibility of the apprenticeship programs that, that we're all involved in, that they adapt to every single workplace and bring something relevant, regardless of whether it is a business with five people or with 500 people. That's a, that's a really good point. Thanks for that. I think also, I think we're very fortunate that we have um, a number of high quality um, modern apprenticeship providers within food and drink. So we've got Alistair at National Food and Drink Training, Gordon at Polaris. We also have Scottish Meat Train Association. Um, I don't want to miss anyone out, but we do have quite a range of, uh, of, of training providers who all offer high quality training to the food and drink sector. But they also collaborate, they also share information, they are also very supportive of each other to make sure that businesses and the sector are, are getting the best offer. And that's uh, covered across all regions up mm -hmm. and down the length and breadth of Scotland. We have touch points and able to offer support. So I think I, I think it's very important that just as Alistair said, it's about businesses of all sizes. But it's also in all areas of Scotland we can offer uh, that offer of apprenticeships. 
That, that's really good to know. And also good to know that good practice is being shared and to help the industry. Ultimately, it's all to, to support the industry. Good practice as well, Moira. Um, I, I think another point that's important to emphasise, and, and Gordon would, would echo this, is that all of our training advisors are themselves industry professionals. So our team of advisors have been master bakers in their time. Uh, they've um, they've worked in production lines. They've they've been supervisors in food production units. They've worked in retail operations. So they all know the jobs and settings that they're going into. So so they bring that expertise that comes with with the already long careers in in the sector. And I think that is something that brings an added level of credibility to the apprenticeship programmes. And an added level of um, um, expertise as well for the employer's perspective as well, because they're benefiting from all that experience and intelligence and, and sharing of best practice as well. So it's a real business development tool effectively for, for businesses. Gordon, here's a question for you. Do training providers help employers to recruit modern apprenticeships at all? Ideally, we don't get involved with the recruitment of trainees or modern apprenticeships because it's up to the employer realistically. Unless we employ someone myself, but I've got within our business, I've got five modern apprenticeships going through at the moment. We tend to rely on Jerry's network of people to go and your own Moira, because you do a lot of work with schools and things like that. We need to look at the my world of work and point the employer in that direction. We'll support them to recruit, recruit one. But we can't actually recruit for them because again, that becomes liability and anything else. So we tend to wait till they've recruited the employee, give them three months, twelve weeks to bed into the company, and then we can start looking at their development points. Or if they've been re-employed or the whole development plan, but we don't tend to get involved with the recruitment of employees. I think I also would agree with that. It's the, it's the companies that employ the, the individuals. So they're making sure that they're getting the right person for the job and then making sure that they're training. But, but equally, Moira, you know what I mean? Um, as businesses, you know what I mean, start to think about their their onward plans in terms of if, if, if it's a growth plan or if it's just about a building a capability and resilience within their business at this time. They're starting to look at how um, their workforce uh, are really the most efficient, most productive, and that's where apprenticeships can play a key role in supporting those existing workers in terms of gaining these industry qualifications and being much more uh, productive and efficient efficient and supporting the business moving forward. So two strands very much, I, I think it's worthwhile just kind of repeating those. It's about um, recruiting new workers into your business, mm -hmm. but it's also about using apprenticeships as a workforce development tool to make sure that you have that capability within your workforce to support your business moving forward. Thanks for that, Jerry, and definitely worth repeating. Alistair, how can employers be assured that modern apprenticeships are really relevant to their business? Yeah, I think there's, there's a number of elements in there that, 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 that go together to, to, to make that the case. I think, as Jerry mentioned earlier on, the, the, the frameworks are developed by industry. They're not developed by a, a room full of academics. So industry um, uh, representatives, experienced people directly influence the construction of the qualifications and the frameworks that, that, that are delivered. So that's the first um, 
And probably the most important aspect um, of, of the, the development process, the, the other parts of it, it, it's much more to do with the process of delivery, I think I would say, which is that both Gordon and myself have referred to going into businesses and finding out about what makes them tick. How do they operate? What's their, their working pattern? What are the job roles that they want to develop? What do they want to achieve out of the apprenticeship framework? Can we work with them on a one-to-one -one basis to make sure that, that what we do with them fits what their ambitions are? Underpinning all of that is a quality assurance process. So we are, we are independently audited constantly as training providers to make sure that we are maintaining high quality standards um, of, of delivery and assessment. And, and that is, is a crucial part of the, of, of the picture as well. But the, the, the bottom line is whether employers see a difference at, at the end of the process. Overwhelmingly, in our experience, and I think Jerry, Jerry's mentioned already some hard stats that the SDS gather regularly, but our experience is that businesses constantly report improvements, material improvements, um, in their financial performance and their operational performance. And so that, to me, is the most important aspect of, of the whole programme. If it makes a difference, then we're, we're doing the right thing. But it is underpinned by an enormous amount of work to ensure that, that, that they are relevant from, from day one and are monitored and carefully quality assured. That's great. Thanks. If I could just come in there, just, just as a kind of anecdote and, and, and sort of backs up what, what Alistair was saying. So each year we have the Scottish Apprenticeship Awards and, and it's kind of like the Oscars of, of uh, modern apprenticeships. And last year um, we had 29,000 uh, individuals who started a modern apprenticeship. And again, that's a combination of new entrants into the, the into the jobs, but also a significant number of uh, people who were existing workers who've started apprenticeships. And we had a terrific accolade that the overall winner of the Scottish Apprenticeship Awards was someone from the food and drink sector who was undertaking an apprenticeship in supply chain management. So again, I think that kind of highlights just in terms of, again, uh, the kind of diversity of apprenticeships that are on offer from very kind of individual kind of food and drink bespoke qualifications through to engineering, to business admin, to IT, uh, a, whole, a whole range of qualifications which businesses can uh, access through the Modern Apprenticeship Programme. But that, that this young a uh, young individual a uh, young chap from Don Fresh Seafoods, as I say, was recognised as the overall winner, and, and that was very much a, a result of the his work within the business and working on a specific project. He was managed to uh, achieve significant savings within the business through that work in, in supply chain. So um, again, I think I think we are slowly but surely getting the message out about how powerful uh, apprenticeships can be to support both individuals and business. That's a fantastic anecdote, Jerry, and thank you for that. Um, and I'm going to stay with you for the time being, Jerry, because there's a million dollar question coming up here for all the employers listening to this. How are modern apprenticeships funded? Could you give us a, a wee bit of detail about that? Yeah, so again, we um, each year, Moira, we, um, we do what's called an annual demand statement. So we engage with a, a whole range of training providers to and businesses to inform um, 
how many apprenticeship places will be required within the sector. Uh, and I work very closely with, with Gordon and Alistair in terms of trying to articulate what that is. And we then contract with training providers to deliver those apprenticeships. And, and those essential contracts have a value attached to them. And within that, we provide a, a contrib an overall contribution towards the cost of supporting the delivery of that modern apprenticeship framework. And Alistair and, and Gordon then pick up with that contract and have that conversation with the business in terms of how a, in situ that modern apprenticeship will be delivered and the costs associated with it. That's great. Thanks for that, Jerry. And I'm just going to stay with you for a minute or two longer, if you don't mind. We've mentioned a number of different frameworks. So um, how would an employer go about finding out what qualifications are available, what modern apprenticeships are available that might suit their needs? Because I, I understand that there's there's so many of them. So how, how would they go about establishing? Well, we, we do have an employer helpline, Moira, which, uh, again, not mean um, staff readily available to have a conversation with employers who are keen to have a conversation about uh, apprenticeships. Equally, we also have apprenticeship.scot, which is our kind of like online channel. And again, that's a very kind of user-friendly tool for businesses to find out about the different apprenticeship frameworks. Equally, you know what I mean, if you're in a, a, a specific sector, you know what I mean, I'm sure um, a Alistair would be a, or, or a, um, Gordon would both be able to pick up and have those individual conversations with employers to, to um, define what their needs are and, and have a conversation with them in terms of developing a, a structured modern apprenticeship plan for the business. That's great. Thanks very much for that. And we'll, we'll include some of these details with the podcast as well. We've been chatting for quite a while now, and I think we've covered a lot of ground, and I think we've we've really helped to clarify what help is available and what support is available for employers wishing to to offer a modern apprenticeship to to their to the workforce. But in case there was any doubt left, I'm just going to ask you all this question, and I'll start with Gordon. Just as a final final thought for anyone listening to this podcast, do you want to explain the positive impact that a modern apprenticeship can make, and why you think employers should offer the workforce a uh, this opportunity? That's obviously quite a hard question, but I'll try my best. The, the impact it will have on your business is, to be honest, it's, it goes back to morale and employee commitment to the company and also the company commitment to the employee. So it's the partnership and it does show that the companies I've done in modern apprenticeship framework so far I've noticed the benefits, seen the benefits of this and the skilled workforce, the, the proof to a client that they are. There's nothing better than going into a reception and seeing all the certificates up on the wall. There's the confidence to have in their products to show that these baker, butcher, manufacturer, their products are safe to eat. They're proud of the product. The new product development is there. So, Everybody has ideas, everybody comes to the table and it's getting this morale up and showing COVID has been an exceptional pro. I, I hate to say it, but the best thing that's come out of COVID is actually people taking time to think about new products. So that's, that's my whole philosophy on the impact it has on the company, small or large. I think that's a very good philosophy, Gordon. Thank you for that. Um, Alistair, is there anything you'd like to add? 
Yeah, I think a bit like Jerry, I want to kind of finish on a little bit of an anecdote um, from some of the couple of the businesses that we work with. I'll not name them, but um, one is a, a, a large um, bottling plant um, in the soft drinks trade, and we delivered what's called the, the Food Manufacturing Excellence Apprenticeship with them, and that's focused on lean manufacturing techniques and efficiency and productivity. Uh, and we worked on with with a group of 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 learners there um, who, who were responsible for one particular production line out of, I think they had four in total. Um, and after they had gone through the process of the apprenticeship over the course of, of I think it was about 14 or 14 or 16 months, um, the, this team of apprentices identified efficiency savings that, that, that took something like £20,000 worth of costs out of the process on one line. And they have four lines. So that's a very material example about how um, the apprenticeship supports these individuals to develop the kind of practical skills that lead to business savings and business efficiencies. That's at one end of the spectrum um, in a large business. Coming back to our heartland, which is, is the bakery trade, uh, we, we, we have a, a recent example with a relatively small bakery business that's got, I think, three shops. And they took on a young lad straight from school and the fantastic um, transfer and, and passing on of traditional artisan craft skills and seeing this, this young boy come into the business um, with lacking perhaps a little bit of direction after a couple of years, developing his skills, developing his trade, a trade that he will have his entire life. Um, and he was uh, he was ultimately awarded with a um, kind of young apprentice award uh, by one of the, the bakery magazines down south last year. And that lad is now progressing to the next level in the, the traditional craft bakery apprenticeships. And, and is a valuable member, a productive member of that, that bakery's team and, and will be there for as long as he wants to stay in that job. So two little unique examples from two very different businesses. But the bottom line is that having gone through the process, it makes the businesses better. That's it. It makes the businesses better. I don't think you can say fairer than that, Alistair. I think that, that's a great way of, of, of summing it up. Is there anything you'd like to add, Terry? Difficult to add to Alistair's terrific summary there, but I will try. But again, you know what I mean? I think uh, for a business, you know what I mean? The most uh, important, if not critical factor of the business is their workforce. And I think the the, the terrible impact of COVID-19 as a disruptor has really demonstrated that a skilled, productive workforce can take you through a very difficult journey. And I think we really need to make sure that we continue with that investment in skills. And apprenticeships, you know what I mean, can be traced back to biblical times, you know what I mean? They're, they're that far back, you know what I mean? And the role that training providers play in terms of supporting the individual in a, a structured training plan, supporting through coaching and mentoring, it's a really important factor in terms of a person's development within a business. And I think all the statistics that I've, I've shared through this, uh, this discussion really demonstrate the value and impact of modern apprenticeships. And, and I would really encourage employers, if they want to find out more information, to go to the resources that will follow after the podcast to take that next step to think more about it.
That's terrific. Well, it just goes to me to say thank you very much to all the guests today for taking part and for covering so fantastically what we need to know about modern apprenticeships. I just think go forth and recruit modern apprenticeships and train your workforce because it can only benefit you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast from FDF Scotland. You can find out more about our work and if you're a food and drink business, how to join us at www.fdfscotland.org.uk.